Greg, welcome back to a weekly weekly episode on uh, BSC News. Yep, how's it going? I'm excited to be back on for another little recap. We can dive into the Binance Smart Chain and take a look at what's going on in markets. Yeah, it's been kind of a I don't know slow week, I guess, but not a bad week. I wouldn't say things have held up pretty well. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, we're still just kind of consolidating sideways. Bitcoin had a small little slide below 55k, and then we're just back above. Um, and you can see similar on BNB. BNB is kind of just consolidating in this range between 250 and 300. Um, sitting at the bottom of this range, but it looks like it, it's trying to break out here. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's kind of just been a consolidation period here. And this is kind of what I've been looking for. Um, this was like the first thing you mentioned, right, when we hopped in this podcast room, but you mentioned how Cake um, has been outperforming fairly well. Um, so this is something like I was actually exactly looking for for some of these bigger cap coins to slow down and actually get some con- consolidation in this like period here because we just had a massive leg higher um and now we're starting to see some of these lower cap coins like cake pick up and cake is up nearly 30% um since the 17 or since the 21st. So just three days, cake is up 30%. Yeah, that's uh, that took off yesterday really nicely. I want to say it was like a 25% move yesterday. Yeah, no, it was really nice. And so we're starting to see um, a lot of BSE tokens start to outperform BNB again. So I think things are starting to get more exciting. Um and I think Cake is a prime example, um, starting to outperform BNB now, which is something I've been looking for. Yeah, and with uh, some of the other BSC tokens, I know you know some of the I guess we'll call them like the classics at this point. Like Fuel had a nice little push, but then pulled back. And I think that was kind of common in the BSC ecosystem with some of the the tokens that were around last cycle right the the first big push that bsc made as, as a whole i want to check out like beefy yeah so kind of well, a similar deal had a little put well beefy didn't have as much of a push but it did it did move up a little bit yesterday also and yeah it still looks like a lot of these coins are kind of dormant and consolidating like i just pulled up auto farm and on the week it's up six percent um So a lot of coins are still kind of doing this consolidation, but it's nice to see Cake starting to take this early move and break out because this is a token that represents the BSC very well. Like nearly all liquidity on the Binance Smart Chain comes from PancakeSwap. So seeing this token pick up and start to uh, gain some bid and pick up some steam, I think this is good for the ecosystem and we'll start to see this follow through into like some of the actual smaller caps because i mean you could even uh consider cake as more of a larger cap token now as it sits right outside of the top 50 yeah it's kind of amazing um and actually since we're on the topic of amms with cake 
Yeah. Let's stay there for a second and talk about what's going on. Have you seen what's going on in Ethereum with uh, Uniswap is launching V3? Yeah, so go ahead. I, I'll say, I know like more about this. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot. I was just kind of reading mostly just tweets yesterday about it. And people are talking about how they're going to. I don't really know what V3 entails at all. Uh-huh. But I know that they're keeping the code base pretty close to the chest almost, right? Like it's like like for two years they're gonna keep it under under lock, under wrap. Yeah. What's your take on that? So yeah, I think it's interesting because you kind of get into because like obviously in real world business, like you don't have this whole open source thing. Um and that's kind of just like how traditionally it is. It's not like right when you come out with something, your competitor knows your secret formula type deal. So like, it's not like right when you come out with your new soda, Pepsi, or if you're Coke, Pepsi doesn't have the formula right away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is like something that kind of just mirrors what has already gone on in traditional business. And it's not, um, from what I've gathered, it's not necessarily that the code is offhand like i know a lot of it is i don't even know what specifically they're doing to make sure that the code is not copied by anyone but people will still be able to build on top of the code and build platforms using uniswap v3 Um, i think it's more of just like the baseline like what actually makes it function that they are keeping behind closed doors granted because i mean we've seen what's happened there's just numerous forks that just copy and paste the code and then you have a fork that does the same thing and then on the other side of that there's just this argument that that's what makes decentralized finance grow at the pace it does because it is this open source environment where anyone can create a fork and anyone can innovate off your base idea which i think drives a lot of innovation so I think it's a bit interesting, but it definitely – I'm not too off put by it because I feel like this is something that has just been mirrored throughout time. It's not like – it's like you want to, in a sense, copy, copyright or trademark something. You don't want someone to be able to literally – you spent hundreds of thousands of man hours coding or creating this thing just to have someone fork it over, you know? No, agreed. And, you know, obviously the, I think you and I would both agree that like the sushi swap or pancake swap AMM model is better than the Uniswap model, right? Yeah. At least like in the current state, the V2, it works a lot better because yeah, Uniswap, you do not get any, like the liquidity incentives aren't there. It's only the LP fees. So yeah, I think that's why that model has been so successful. And then it's something that you said where they're going to allow people to build on top of it. So it's almost like they're trying to establish themselves. It's like, it's not layer one, obviously, because it's on Ethereum, but it's like layer 1.1, right? Where like PancakeSwap, you can, obviously any project can use them, use their platform as liquidity. And I guess some projects do sort of build on top of PancakeSwap and they let the liquidity pass through like kebab does that i'm pretty sure yeah there's a few that do that but i guess it's gonna be interesting to see what 
happens and how UniToken uh, gets involved in all that. Because I think the how's UniToken doing in price? Because obviously this is definitely like a buy the news event for sure, right? Oh uh, yeah, it. So right on the announcement, it pumped a little bit, and then it just got like it just flooded down. Um, but price is like sitting right below price discovery around all time highs. So UniToken's been doing great. Um, and just the one thing I want to touch on, like my one big understanding of Uniswap V3 is it makes LPing a bit more active. It gives users the opportunity to make their liquidity more efficient because in current AMM models, the way it works is you have a lot of dead liquidity, meaning most of the the liquidity isn't used. It's just sitting in these pools. So Uniswap V3 just aims at making it more active and more efficient capital wise. Um, So I know that's what the model is trying to achieve. Okay. And so for uni token itself, which is obviously available on BSC, like I have uni uh, liquidity on BSC um right now the price it really doesn't have a utility yet right and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to the price when it has a utility because hopefully i would assume that that's going to be tied into this on some level anyway yeah so i mean yeah right now it's just like a governance utility token so it'd be interesting to see what they can tie in there to drive further value to the token on top of this improved uh, liquidity providing model, AMM model. Yeah. And this is really one of those perfect examples that you and I both like, which is you can utilize Binance Smart Chain to get exposure to Ethereum DeFi projects without having to pay Ethereum prices. So, you know, pairing Uniswap with BNB and putting it into a vault or something is an awesome way to just profit and benefit from what's going on on ethereum itself yeah exactly and it's just a nice way to get other exposure and also it's just amazing because you're able to avoid the high fees on ethereum yeah so i want to push you into some some new projects that have gotten exciting on bsc one of which is walt finance yeah perfect so right here i pump in yeah, I have coin market cap here and I'm on the Binance Smart Chain ecosystem. Uh sorted for weekly gainers and Walt is number 2 right behind Space Cowboy who I've never heard of. So we'll we'll <laughs> drop down to Walt. Um and yeah, Walt is up 120% this week uh at $40 a token. And for those unfamiliar, you did the podcast with them, so do you want to introduce a little bit about what Walt is about? Yeah, so Walt wants to, I, I would say the project mostly centers around their launch pad. Let me pull their website up because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. But with the Walt Locker, what it allows projects to do is that, especially like if they're launching with them, is the project can lock tokens up on the locker and then it's visible, right? So like, if you click on the locker right now, you know they launched Swirl. You can see that – I'm letting it load here. Yeah, mine's loading as well. For Swirl, I think they had something like 5% of the Swirl supply 
is locked in their locker. Yeah. And, and then I can verify that just by looking at it. Um, it looks like there's also liquidity locks. So I'm not sure what all these other tokens are. But like, so a Swirl BNB, not only is 5% of Swirl locked in this locker, but uh, almost 15% of Swirl BNB liquidity is locked in the locker. And it's really nice way to just verify. And you know that this will be locked until Wednesday, September 22nd. Right. That's um, it's, I think it's good for investors to look at. Like I'm not as familiar with Alpaca or other stuff, but they've got a ton of lock liquidity in here. Yeah. So this is really nice. And this kind of just couples. So like what, Wall is really able to do is they provide a good launch pad that will help bootstrap initial liquidity. And then they also like to further integrate this, they have liquidity locking. So like it helps ensure the investor's safety. Um, and so, yeah, the first launch they did was Swirl Cash and Swirl Cash is a fork of Tornado Cash, which is just a privacy protocol that allows users to Pretty much um, you can mask where you're sending things from. So it allows you to send something from one wallet and then get it onto a new wallet without anybody knowing that that's your wallet, which is very powerful because once one person knows your wallet, it's very easy for them to track their every your every move. Um, so yeah, this was their first launch pad and Swirl was extremely successful. They did a private sale on the wallet Launchpad. Yep, that's what it is. And it was since the private sale swirl is up like to six dollars, and I think it was twenty-eight cents a token on launch. So the Walt team is committed to finding quality projects and they have like a longer process they go through to make sure that the protocol that they're putting on their launch pad is something that they want to stand behind as Walt. Yeah, actually, they talked about pretty in depth in in the podcast I had them on, and I'm looking at that was episode. I'll pull up what episode it was. Twenty eight. The guys from there came on, and and they're they're there's two of the team members came on. They were pretty awesome guys, and they really got into um, what their process is. I mean, it takes them. You know, their goal is to launch probably one token a month which is far less than most other platforms set their target at. Uh-huh. And because and, they, they do a ton of due diligence to make sure they're launching something that's pretty quality and they're, they're pretty picky. You know, they take their time. They, they have a good vetting process. Hopefully that pays off for them and for their investors. So I definitely like the project and I'm looking forward to seeing what continues happening with it. That's definitely one to watch out for. And I think it just goes to show that they are one of the top movers in the ecosystem right now. Yeah. And then, so obviously we just, we touched on Swirl already combined with that. And that was a big mover this week. What, um, is there anything else that you've seen that caught your eye in terms of, you know, exciting movers for the week? Yeah. So other exciting movers, um, we've talked about this one. It's Helmet Insure. It's this... Um, it's kind of like an options platform that offers users a way to hedge their yield farming exposure. So it's pretty much like it offers users insurance. Um, 
And this was able to move 42% on the week as well. So we're starting, I think this goes along with the Soteria narrative we've been talking about of the other insurance protocol, which that they're a little different. So Helmet Insure uses uh, options logic, while Soteria utilizes a mutual um, model. And so they're a little bit different, but it's nice to see that they're both trying to solve the same solution and helmet has been able to get a nice little rally this week as well. Yeah. And so to Rhea, when you start talking about that, that just had a nice little uptick the last few days also from about 240 to 280. So that's nice to see. I really feel like a lot of these alts are, I, mean, I feel like we say this every week, like they're, they're <laughs> Eventually, we're going to be right, right? You call the breakout long enough, you're eventually right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I just like how the charts look. Right? They, they found a bottom. They're you know, testing what's you know, new, new resistance, basically. And it just looks like they want to break out. Yeah. And then another big mover this week was actually Alpha Homora. Um, let me pull this up and see if I could figure out what their weekly move was. It's not popping up here on me, but let me just pull it up on a chart. I have it right here. So yeah, alpha is up about, I mean, we can go back a little bit. So since March 15th, alpha is up about 37%. And this comes after the launch on the Binance smart chain. And it seems like they are just continuing to build. I know they have released or are about to release their new tokenomic structure that has a lot of value driving properties to the token itself. Um, so I'm going to have to check that out. But Alpha has been performing very well. And this looks actually really good. It's kind of starting to break out of previous resistance and confirm it as support. So a lot of these altcoins are looking like like you were saying, they're starting to come out of this base they were in. So as long as Bitcoin and overall markets are able to hold these levels, I think we continue to see excitement on the front of altcoins. Yeah, I'm pulling up BNB again just for fun to look at it. And like, well, it's boring. It looks fine, right? It's just, just sideways. Exactly. Like we've been in a pretty tight span for the, like the last week. Which is not a bad thing when you're when you're a yield farmer. Consistency is nice sometimes. Exactly. Ideally, um, yield farming strategies do best in low volatility periods. So, as yield farmers, like this past week has been ultimately what a yield farmer looks for. You're just compounding gains, no risk of impermanent loss, and just waiting for the next leg higher. Yeah. So when does the next leg higher come? I don't know. Should we, should we try? Should we try to speculate? I don't know. Should we flip a coin or speculate on it? But I'm, I'm going with this upcoming weekend. It's Wednesday right now. All coins love weekends. Is my theory. Also, don't we have a bunch of Bitcoin options expiring this Friday? Yeah, so it's like the second week. most since that time in January when Bitcoin made an 80% move afterward. Yeah, so, so I think as long as we see Bitcoin hold this range, hold 55K around that area, I think we will start to see alts catch some very nice bids. 
I don't know the time frame, but I mean, this is what I've been looking for since we got that correction on Bitcoin uh, around March 15th. I've just been looking for a Bitcoin consolidation, which is exactly what we've gotten um, since March 15th. We're only about 5% off the low we put in um, on that drawdown. And it's been about, let's see here. It's been about 11 days since we put in the top. And so for Bitcoin to consolidate here for another 10, 15 days, it wouldn't be out of the question. And I think that's where we'd really start to see a lot of inflow into smaller cap altcoins, which we're already starting to see a little bit on things like PancakeSwap. Um, we're starting to see a lot of big movers on the BSC again, such as Wall and Swirl, and even have coins that I've never heard of like Space Moon Cowboy catching bids. So I think this is something that we'll continue to see follow through. I mean, Space Cowboy SCB is I'm assuming what it is, or is that a different one? Yeah, let me let me see. BSC ecosystem. So I'm looking at CoinGecko right now. Boom. And this is a, a tiny market cap coin. So take this with a grain of salt. But So it is Space Cowboy. Yeah, it's SCB Space Cowboy. God, that ran all the way to $75 before pulling back to about lost about half its value in the last couple of days. <laughs> and yeah, this is that's just not surprising. It's something I mean, something brand new made a made a big run. Exactly, and it's just an NFT platform which has a bunch of hype around it. So that's pretty cool to see continued growth of NFTs on the Binance Smart Chain as well. Um, I just stumbled into the Coin Market Cap ICO calendar. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Um, obviously, I'm going to just steer clear of that. That's risky. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think it's been a good week overall. Uh, nothing's been, like, devastating. And, you know, hopefully the – we see a little – we keep seeing this – I mean, we're kind of in upward movement, it feels like, at this point, especially with cake and – I mean, BNB looks good. You figure BNB was at 190 two weeks ago. So I'm feeling good at 260. Exactly, yeah. Cool. Well, not not too much excitement, but what's your what's your pick to watch for the next seven days? Um, I'm continuing to watch the same stuff I've been watching before. So um, Alpha is one of my top picks. I really like that they've kind of got this cross-chain solution going where they've launched on both the Binance Smart Chain and the Ethereum and they've they're building a very innovative model. So I think this somewhat of a derivatives platform will continue to see amazing growth. And Alpha is definitely something that I think is a top 50 token um, in the terms of what it's able to do. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it uh, start pushing through the 1 billion market cap and into some of these bigger blue chip DeFi names. Yep. Agreed. And we're going to see more of these ETH uh, DeFi get cross liquidity with BSC also. That's going to be fun to watch for the next couple months. There's a lot of projects working on that. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think there's a ton of D apps that are building and they're building very well. So I think we're going to, we're coming up here. We can't stay sideways forever. And the base case is that we're going to break up sooner than later. So it's nice to just get behind these projects that you know are building good products and have solid teams behind them because sooner than later, if they're building a, a good product, they will get the breakout and they'll start moving higher again. Yep. And then one thing I'm going to end with, because this actually we haven't talked about in a couple of weeks, but while everything seemed kind of, you know, pullbacks and sideways, whatever, uh, BSC has actually grown in just the last week, really two weeks has grown to 14 billion in TVL according to DeFi station. So BSC is just continuing to grow with, with this sideways market, which is really nice. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, they've added, let's see, March 13th. So that's 11 days ago. They've added uh, about five and a half billion dollars in TVL since then. Yeah. So the ecosystem is continuing to grow. We get new projects and, it's apparent. So there's a lot of good factors that we're seeing. We're seeing BNB holding up price well. We're seeing Cake starting to break out and catch a bid. Um, and all at the same time, we're getting inflows of new users and we're seeing total liquidity in the BSC increase and TVL increase. Yeah, I mean, PancakeSwap has $4.7 billion in uh, TVL, which is it's just amazing. awesome cool well let's leave it there for this week and then hopefully next week we're talking about some fireworks that i'm predicting in this altcoin weekend (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think we'll get some good excitement here soon um i i can i expect to see continued growth on the binance smart chain and i think that's kind of just been the base case in all these podcasts um so don't be surprised when the fireworks do start going off. I know it's been a little quiet for the past few weeks. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate the time and we'll, we'll keep in touch and talk next week. Yep. Sounds good. I'll catch you later. Right, bye.